You are now listening to the Knee Deep Podcast presented by Dark Horse Tackle. We are back, people. We'll get to Jason's introduction here in just a second. He is live in the room with me. We are sitting on top of each other's laps, but it has been a minute, folks. And we're back. We're better than ever. Had a few things to get out of the way. And now we're here. So uh, without further ado, Jason, how are you? My guy, buddy, how are you doing? Oh how man, I'm it's been a minute. It's been it's, it's been a few. It's been it's been quite a minute. It's been a few minutes. I mean, got you some, know, got some things changing over here in the White Household. I don't know about you, but had some pretty drastic changes over the past two weeks. Yeah, I hear a squeaky toy for some reason. <laughs> we got a puppy. We got, got a, puppy. a puppy. Let me just tell you, took me ten years, ten years. To get my wife to approve of it. And finally, she's like, you know what? Just shut up and find one that doesn't shed and I will get it. You know so, what we like to say? Well, shut that? up, bitch. <laughs> That's right. We're, uh, she, uh, we're also. She told me to shut up and pick one out. So I spent like three weeks finding him. Did she call His you name is word? Baker. His name is Baker. And he is the cutest damn puppy I've ever seen in my life. And he's really smart, too. But uh, he does have some puppy tendencies. Well, all puppies have puppy tendencies. They'll probably have that for the next two to three years. So yes. get ready for that. I mean, my dog today, I took him out on a walk. This is now a dog podcast, everybody. Duh, 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 dog. Um, took my dog for a walk, Chief Beef. Everybody knows him, um, I guess, maybe. And uh, I see these ladies like every day when I go walking. And, and today he just wanted to be a little stinker. And he was very defensive and was growling. And I'm like he's just having a bad day. And she's like, I get it. He's a puppy. And I'm like, I don't get it. Cause uh, it's, it's embarrassing. And I, I don't know. My dog's pretty strong. So I don't really know what he's capable of right now. So you might just want to keep on walking. She wanted to pet him so bad. And I'm like, he just doesn't want to be pet today. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Man. I'm sorry. <laughs> but he just acts that way sometimes, you know, Hey, so it's been, I don't know, feels like a month and you know, Lots happened. We've been doing things. We've been getting stuff done. We've got, we've got boxes coming out. We've got price changes happening, um, and the price changes are happening for a good reason. We we have a new website. Yeah, we have a new website. We got all kinds of stuff that we've been working on. And and here's the thing, the the price changes it, it's needed. And I I want you guys to understand why the price change is needed. So there's been multiple times where. You know, we get down on ourselves, we get a little frustrated, and it's it's not necessarily at the cost of the customer. It's never at the cost of the customer, really. It's just that, you know, the margins were not there at a $25 box to give you the best baits you never heard of. But at a $30 box, it is there to give you the better best baits you've never heard of. Because this time, there there's a potential, you know, you're not really going to get four baits anymore unless they're four very high price baits you're we're going to maintain that five bait base um expect that there may be a sixth or a seventh bait every now and then it just all depends um and the dabble pack has been completely overhauled and and jason had a great idea with that and i agreed with it 100 the second it happened uh jason do you want to talk about the dabble pack a little bit so essentially we, you know, we had a dabble pack subscription. It was $7 a month plus the $5 flat rate shipping, uh, which is what everything on our website is. But a lot of customers were getting frustrated because they weren't able to really get a lot of really custom painted uh, crankbaits, jerkbaits, topwater baits, a lot of these custom painted baits they, they were missing out on. And I mean, when you're paying $7 a month, <laughs> we, we don't pocket shipping. Uh, we have a very flat rate shipping across our entire website to just, it helps our customers, it helps us. Sometimes we lose money. Sometimes, you know, we break even on packaging and things like that. That's just the way shipping goes. We're not over here trying to make, you know, bankroll on, on shipping. <laughs> and because of no. that, because of that, uh, those heart, those custom painted hard baits typically range from 10 to $15, uh, retail. And because of that, when you're paying $7 a month to dark horse tackle to get these custom painted hard baits, you're not able to get them at $7 a month, which obviously if anybody out there owns a business, you understand the, the expense <laughs> uh, has to be less than the actual total uh, value that you're bringing in or else 
yeah. you will sink the company very quickly. So, you know, I wanted to listen to the customers. A lot of people had reached out over the past two years, specifically asking for more uh, hard baits inside of the dabble pack. So we changed the retail uh, about uh, the retail price of the dabble pack to $13 a month. So almost double, but it's almost going to guarantee that you're going to get at least one hard bait every month for that $13 plus your $5 flat rate shipping. So you you will be able to get those hard baits and, and the dabble pack that you've asked for. Um, and it will be a total uh, retail value of $16 or more inside of that dabble pack. So we did completely tear it down, rebuild it, but I think we built it better. And I think our customers are really going to appreciate that. Well, you know, like you said, man, the reason why we raised prices is because we want to keep this going. And, you know, whether or not you're upset about a $5 increase or the dabble pack going from $7 to $13, we have to do what's best for us. We can't listen to people. You know, we, we can't, you know, the customers are our are, are biggest investor, but they can't be the company. Um, we are a very customer-driven company. We have always been a very customer-driven company. We take requests. We listen to what you have to say. We respond to literally every comment, every DM, unless you just send us laughing emojis. I don't even know what to do in regards to that. But uh, we've we've also got a little bit of news with the Tackle Talk Summer Box. It has been delayed. Um, a couple of strange things happened. Um, I'm, 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 we're not really going to name any names. We just we just lost somebody. Um, I perhaps like lost as in like a lost person. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, no so basically, basically what happened with the uh, Tackle Talk Summer Edition boxes. We uh, started taking pre-orders a month before they were ready to come out. Uh, we were already in the works of getting these baits together, getting you know the blanks and things uh, situated, getting the colors uh, with Andrew Hayes figured out and dialed in and ready to go. One of the most valuable, or one of one of my favorite painters, um, yes, somebody that's very close to us uh, personally, has just seemingly disappeared. So. For the past two to three weeks now, I've been trying to get a hold of him. He was supposed to order these baits and get these baits painted. He did paint a couple of them, but he didn't paint all of them. And I was trying to, in the past two to three weeks, to figure out where he was in that process of getting all of those painted. Uh, he seemingly went missing completely on all social media platforms, on email platforms, on every platform that we actually have to reach out to him. Uh, he has not gotten back to us. So Josh and I were deeply... Uh, Worried, scared, troubled. Uh, yeah, hopeful, hopeful that he's okay. Like, hopefully, nothing bad has happened. Um, with that said, we've got customers that we have to we have to make happy and we have to do the right thing. And you know, we gave him two to three weeks to get back to us. He hasn't, so we had to change uh, directions. Uh, it's going to be the same baits. It's going to be essentially the same style of a paint job, the same colors, things like that. But. Uh, we have to get our customers, you know, what they purchased. So yep. we had to get another painter on board who was a very valuable painter to us. Somebody MVP, we, most valuable painter. Oh, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> we have, you know, Josh and I have a list of, I would say three to three to five painters. Do you remember uh, MySpace? I do. It's like a, it's we have like a top eight. Like, yeah, we, we really we have do. A, we have a top eight of um, this is our. Yep, we're just gonna grab one of those guys, and we're gonna send it. We're going to figure it out because we're adding to that too. Yeah. We are slowly adding to that. That's, that's exciting. Um, yeah, the, the tackle talk box sucks too. Cause like, that's always a really like exciting box for us. And Jason mentioned one day, Jason has a tendency to blow things out of proportion. And, you know, I do like that about him because I have a tendency to not give a shit at all about a lot of things. Um, so when we get together, it's a really nice balance of, is he overreacting? Is he underreacting? What's happening? But he he texted me one day. He goes, people are already freaking out about the Tackle Talk box. And it was one guy who asked. And I was like, oh, it'll be fine. And now we're getting DMs almost every single day from multiple people going, hey, where's the Tackle Talk box? Guys, we're working on it. I promise you we're working on it. And it's, you know, basically 95% done. It's just we need these baits to come in and they will be shipped out immediately. There is a new sticker there is so many cool things in this box, and I promise you it's going to be worth the wait. 
it, it just it sucks because we were kind of between a rock and a hard place there. You know, obviously the guy that was supposed to be in that box was somebody we've worked with multiple times, somebody who is close to our company and our operations and what we do um, on a daily basis behind the scenes. He he's very aware of a lot of things that we do. Yep. Um, so you know we can't just grab the grab the carpet out from underneath of him and be like, oh, it's been two days. You haven't yeah. gotten a hold of us. Like that was we, that's a we tough had call. To wait. Right. We had to wait a certain amount of time before Josh and I were like, okay, you know, we both kind of feel like we need to figure something else out here. Well, it was, you know, I I called this guy's work and I asked for him and um, yeah, I got nowhere with that. And then the second that happened, I was like, you know what? That was a really weird response. I'm going to text Jason, call Jason. We're going to have to, we're definitely have to figure something out. Cause like Jason said, I mean, the second that, we, you know, this guy was just kind of ghosted us. You know, we were both a little frustrated because that that's just not like him, you know? And the reason why I wasn't so frustrated at the beginning is because that's just not like him. It was just one of those things. It's like, so what do we do? And we, you know, there's decisions have to be made. I mean, we make a decision that could change the business probably once an hour, man. <laughs> there's a it's, lot of things it going seems on. like every day there's a phone call where we're just like all right what are we gonna do what are we gonna do now <laughs> and it's funny because there's a lot of those kinds of things that go on behind the scenes that a lot of people don't really realize but yep. when you're shipping out six to seven hundred total packages or boxes or orders a month uh between the two of us we you know we we don't have seventeen thousand warehouses we don't have like a large shipping we lied. <laughs> we don't have a whole shipping and receiving department. We we are the shipping and receiving department. We are the customer relations department. Yeah. We are the you know the curators of the boxes and the ones that actually go out and try to find the best small businesses across America to put inside of the boxes. So it's just two of us. Um, when you've got six to seven hundred people that you're trying to make happy every month, it, it it does tend to get a little bit haywire sometimes. That's well, I mean that ex, you know that's that's perfect for that's a perfect segue for what I want to talk about. Um, just over the past few weeks, like, you know, you and I both, like we've, we've had our highs and lows and we pick up for each other. And, you know, when one guy's down, the other one steps up and, and that's just how it's always been. But, you know, that takes a lot of trial and error, but, you know, I, I realized that just perspective is a lot, man. And, you know, when you look down, you know, into this company and you see this culture that literally you and I have created with our bare hands and our height, barely high school educated brains and, you know, no college degrees, just working in the same industry, our entire lives in the home improvement industry. And we have taken this culture of fishing and, and we have created a culture. We have created people's champs. We have created a mayor of Dink City. Congratulations to Metal Jones. We will get to that in a minute. But, you know, I'm just so I'm happy and I'm proud and it's it's very emotional. And that's kind of like, you know, you, Jason and I had a conversation and we have conversations like this all the time where, you know, we I, I don't know how to put it lightly. We just don't know if it's all worth it. You know, there's a lot going on, man. There's a lot going on. Do we give up and go back to doing our day jobs again? Do we give up and just focus on that? You know, what do we do? And, you know, during times like that, I really lock in sometimes. And Jason really locks in. I mean, Jason did our website in like two days and it looks freaking beautiful. But I got to get. I've never done a website before. I know. It was my first time. I sat down. I was like, (laughs) you know, I told Josh, we we talked a lot over over the past few months about how much we really despised our old website. Uh, because it was our old colors, our old logo, and just we didn't really love it. Um, you know, I, I would go on there and I'd like, eh. and I honestly, eh. <laughs> we, we didn't love it. So Josh and I were like, we really need to figure out how we're going to do this website thing. And I, I, I don't know. I got home one day and I'm like, what do I want it to look like? And I completely ripped the old one down, uh, tore it to the ground. And over two days, just sat there at my computer and was like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to do this. And it, it turned and out you did. And you did. But, you know, one thing I realized when we were having that conversation, I, I don't know, a few weeks ago, is that we both may have had a lack of gratitude for what we already have. And also, 
very much a lack of perspective in what we have the ability to create. We already have something great and it's never going to get any worse and it's only going to get better. It's only going to get bigger. This is a movement. Dark Horse Tackle is a movement. There are people copying us left and right. This is the OG best baits you never heard of. This is the OG small American-made businesses. This is the best baits you never heard of. I will say it again because I'm not going to say I'm going to say it until I'm blue in the face. These are, you know, our ideas. These are the this is our bread and butter. This is our brick and mortar. And if you want to take some of our brick and mortar, I sure hope you have enough because it is only going to get better. It is only going to get bigger. We are only going to go faster and we are going to get a lot more aggressive. You better not... bring yourself a big boy truck, Buckaroo, yes, sir. because uh, yeah, you you also better pack a lunch because it's going exactly. to be, an it's gonna be a job. long day. It's going to be know, an all I, day job. I hope you got some big old shoulders, buddy, because you're going to try to carry two Goliaths. And it, go. it just might not work out for you, Chief. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you right now because, you know, I'm, I'm one of them people. Jason's right in your face immediately. And I'm one of those people that, I'm not going to get right in your face immediately, but if you get me to that point, buddy, it I, I will have all my T's crossed, all my I's dotted, all my ducks in a row, and you're not going to win. It ain't going to happen. Win. And, and, you know, I'm just really happy, Jason. I just appreciate all the people that have continued to support us. I appreciate the videos that compare and contrast us to other companies. You know why? Because it gets people to look at us. So keep it Inferior up, guys. Inferior companies. Great job. Love Great it. job. I love, I love seeing the, uh, you know, I love seeing the tight cutoffs. I love it. Um, I just, I just can't get enough of those ill-fitting clothing. Uh, I also, uh, I love when you go ahead, create, take it I away. Do love, I do love when you create those videos and it sends like, you know, the 10 people who actually follow your account to come over to our website and check us out. Like that, that really is very like helpful. It does so help. Keep, please keep doing that. I, I love keep it. Marketing um, it. I know you're listening because for some reason <laughs> you like fantasize over us and that's cool too. Like if you need like, you know, like maybe a, I'm shirtless right now, by the way. So if you need a Kleenex, like I can mail you some, just give me your address. I've got some oily fish attractant you can use. Too, <laughs> speaking of, uh, speaking of weird sexual fantasies, um, uh -oh. we got a little bit, uh, it's not even political. Uh, Gillane Maxwell, Jizz Lane, uh, Maxwell, the, uh, accomplice of the Jeffrey Epstein case is currently on suicide watch, even though she's not actually in prison, which is weird because, that's weird. You know, the only news I hear about this woman who has absolutely desecrated the lives of multiple young children and made a lot of celebrities very rich and a lot of celebrities and politicians and elitists sexual fantasies come true at the expense of children. Um, I the only thing I hear about her is that she's on suicide watch. You don't you, you, you know, there was a case, believe it or not, over the past uh, four years, this has been being investigated. It might be six. I don't know. It's been a long freaking time, dude. And the only thing you hear is like, oh, um, she had a turkey sandwich for lunch today. No, dude. I want to know. I want to know who was there because I want to know who I should be mad at. Because at this point, there isn't a, a doubt in my mind that every single celebrity politician and elite society person has been there. And I just don't trust those people. And I want you guys to understand this is going to get a little deeper and, and we might talk about it. I don't want to get too much into it, but there is a culture war going on. Okay. There is very clearly a culture war going on. There are two major things that happened. We're not going to talk about that. Exactly. Two major things have happened over the past week and everybody's mad about it. And, and people are, you know, mad and they're excited and people are fighting. Do not, do not get sucked into that. You need to realize that there are people out there letting you know, that you will never have anything, but they're doing it by making you enemies with the same poor people just like you. We're poor and it's okay to be poor. We're not elitists. We won't be elitists. I refuse. Jason won't be either. We're just, honestly, we're just a little too handsome. But this culture war that they're trying to create, just keep your eyes peeled because there's always little signs of, you know, hey, this happened today and then there's a riot all of a sudden. Why is there a riot so quick? They're just trying to get you guys mad. Just follow the process, you know, Jason. What do you think about culture? I just, I want people, man. Okay, get mad at the right people. How about I that? I don't want to. I don't want to get mad at all. So here's here's my thing. Like, what sucks is that you know we all every every single person listening to this and myself included at one point or another had a blind faith in the news and the media. 
and believed every single thing that they told you because you had no reason to not believe what they told like you just yes you know you just kind of expected you kind of expected them to tell you the truth you kind of expected them to you know not (laughs) purposely divide people because that's what's happening like i don't care what you believe in i don't care it doesn't matter to me like i you do whatever you want to do with your own life um but we should never be at a point where we're celebrating people getting their rights taken away um, we've all got rights and we should not ever celebrate those that get them taken away. Uh, I'll say that. And I'll also say that I, I really wish a lot of people didn't hate each other because of what they hear on the news and what they hear on the media. Um, cause that's what they want. Like you have to know, you have to understand that exactly what they want is for all of us to hate each other. Because if we all hate each other, then we can never work together as a team to actually tear down the infrastructure that they've poorly created and built over time. Um, that's, that's the thing. Like if they divide us, they separate us, they make us hate each other. We can never work together as a team. So, um, like and that's, that. that's what they want. Well, there's an old phrase and I'm, I'm going to butcher it. So I'm, I just hear me out. I'm going to put this into my own words. Fire ants and carpenter ants can live together. Okay. Fire ants are red. Carpenter ants are black. You know, you know what a fire ant looks like. You know what a carpenter ant looks like. They can live together in harmony. But all it takes, let's put these ants into a jar. All it takes is for somebody to shake that jar and they're going to be at each other's necks because they're going to assume, hey, that ant is not like me and something bad is happening. He must be the reason that this bad thing is happening. It's, it's not us. It's never been us. There are shitty people in this world. Yes, of course. There are people that have different beliefs than you that you might think they're bad people. And I'm, I'm one of those people. I'm, I'm not... I'm, I am a very turn the other cheek type person. And I do try my best to understand people, but I do, there are limits to that. There are things that I hear people say, and I'm like, I will never in my life associate with you ever again, based on that one thing. Cause it was that ignorant. Right. Stop shaking the jar elitists. This is now an anti-elitist podcast. It always has been. It always, it has, always been. has been. That's what dark horse tackles all about, baby. We don't care. We don't care about those. I mean, dude, you got to think, you got to think in the fishing industry, dude, there's like five companies and they own like 20. I mean, Yamamoto wasn't even safe, dude. He got bought out by freaking, uh, I think it's like GSP or GSM. It's like great. It's like great something. I don't know. It's an outdoor company. They own like all kinds of crazy stuff, like hunting stuff, fishing stuff, boating stuff. And, and, and it's huge. It's huge. Um, and that's cool, man. Good for them. Like, I'm not going to knock their business model. Like, that's, that's the, the thing. Like, that's that's what their business model is, and that's good. That's cool. That's awesome for them. And I'm also, guys, like, I, I kind of want to make this clear because I feel like a lot of people question me uh, and question Ooh. us because of this. So I want to make this clear. We're not saying that all of these brands that you know that you've come to love and adore that their baits suck. Like, I want you to know that they don't all suck. Like, I just that's don't not, like the company. That's not why we do what we do or why we say what we say. Like, that's not our mission is to tell you that every single company that you've ever known, used, or thrown in your life is absolute dog shit. Because it, it's, it's not. There's a lot of really good baits out there. But I'm just going to tell you, like, I don't believe in their business practices. I don't believe in their business model. Uh, they're going to do what they want to do. They're business owners, you know, they're capitalists, they're, you know, whatever. That's cool. That's awesome. That works for them. For me, I want to give back to the small businesses, the guys Absolutely. that work in their garages, their basements, their living rooms, packing orders, hand making things, uh, hand painting things, and doing things the custom way. Um, you know, the custom way is where you're going to get a paint job on a bait that you're not going to ever find at a store uh, yeah. because this guy, he came up with it with his own mind. He used his own stencil. He hand carved his own stencil. And then he threw, you know, 30 different paints on this bait just to make it look the way that it does. You're never going to find that at a store. And it's the same thing with, you know, soft plastics that have been hand poured and small batch and custom. Like you're going to find a lot of colors by these small businesses that you're never going to find at a store. But my whole purpose of saying that was just that, you know, I, I don't want you to, I don't want you to think that I'm going to tell you that every single bait you throw sucks because it, it, it just doesn't. But I want you to think like very hard about who was making those baits. Where are think those baits being, 
Where, where, right, exactly. Where are those baits being made? Who is making those baits? Are they using child labor? Uh, there's a good chance that they are. Um, <laughs> and that's not good. Like, I don't care who you are. Like, saving 10 cents to have a three-year-old pack you a pack <laughs> of worms. Like, that's not a good thing. Like, well, support the small guys. Support the guys that, you know, they have a day job too, but their their ambition and their hopes and their dreams is that make this one worm that you're never going to find anywhere else. And they patent it. And, you know, they had all these giant conglomerate companies come try to buy their design. And they said, no, this is our design. We're going to keep this. And it doesn't matter if we have to work 120 hours a week. This is our bait. Like, have some pride in that. Have some pride in the fact that you can't go into any brick and mortar store and buy these kinds of baits. Like support those guys. These are the secret baits, but I actually, it's funny you bring that up because I remember I posted a meme on dark horse tackles page. Like, gosh, dude, it was months ago. And it was about the lack of ethics involved in these big corporate companies. And I was essentially saying that what we do at dark horse tackle is more ethical than, you know, going into a big store and buying something from a big company. And people didn't like that. They're like, how is your business more ethical? Well, we don't outsource child labor for one. I mean, that's kind of like the biggest thing. Like we, we work directly with the source. We, we, and honestly, when we don't know if somebody's baits are outsourced, like, you know, because their packaging is too nice or something like that, we, um, we will DM them and talk to them like, Hey, like where are these made? And, and, you know, in case you guys are wondering every single, like there's a lot of baits that are, you know, the blank itself starts out in a factory and there's nothing we can do about that. You know, we want to put pride in the painter. When we use painters, when we use, you know, dark corner custom and we use combat crank combat custom lures, understand that it's a custom lure in the sense that they painted it the way that they wanted it. They didn't make the bait. If they, if they made the bait, they'd be selling the bait for 40 bucks. Yeah, exactly. Like, and you have to understand that there's a lot of things like that, that we, we can't control. Um, there's a lot of baits, a lot of hardware, a lot of things that aren't made anywhere other than overseas. Um, yeah. That's, that's, there's nothing we can do about that, but what we can do is search endlessly uh, to the depths of the damn earth to try to find these guys that are just painting things in their living room, in their garage, in their basement, hand pouring things, uh, all in the name, all in the name of catching you more fish. Like that's so, all they want to do. Yes, and I guess you know what what I want to put a precedence on, and, and what you and I have talked about. I think we've talked about it on the podcast. Is we are looking for small businesses in America. If it's American made. That's what we're after. You know, we like worms are very easy to make in America. It's very easy to make in America, but there's going to be something bought from China, guys. I, you know, in a lot of times, I just feel like people are being really picky. You know, well, the, the crankbait blanks are made in China. I know that, man. I know there aren't any made in America. I know. Guess that. what? So are jerk baits and swim yep. baits and glide yep. baits and topwater baits and hollow body frogs and anything else that you're going to try to think of like that. All we're looking for is a small American business. That's what we're looking for. And And here's the thing too, about these small American businesses. If you have an issue with their bait, if you DM them, they will get back to you. If you send them a message on social media, they will say, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry that happened here. Let me send you a whole pack of them for free. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about that because we had our June box, right? And we had the cat three, the original cat three teasers, what it's called. And it is a three armed, chandelier with um willow blades and a couple people dm'd us and they're like hey mine was broken or you know something went wrong with it these guys took care of it you know we jason dm'd him asked him and he goes yeah just have him come to me and also blt bass love this tackle um we put in one of their finesse a rigs they call it the flourish rig uh we put one of those in the box and they actually like every time we post tagging them they're like, hey, thanks for putting us in the box. Like, if anybody needs anything, please send me a DM. That's like, that's so much. That means a lot. Like, that's awesome. That's what we want. Try reaching out to Queen Man and see if they get back to you about, you know, <laughs> about 
trying to fix your baits or giving a damn about your bait breaking off like or breaking or just not working they don't care they're not going to care we've replaced baits that got broken off some guy some guy sent us an email he he bought he got a crankbait from us and you know he sent us the pictures he's like it's my fault you know i i it was like my fourth cast and i threw it up on the rocks and i'm like you know what you took the time to take like four pictures of this thing and send us an email i'm gonna send you a bait it's it's not you know, that's, that's the difference. That's, that's what we want. We want to, you know, that's what we want to push. We want to push good business practice. We want to push good faith. We want to push, you know, being a good company and being like a company that, you know, we want to instill your trust at the end of the day. All we want for you is to, to trust us that we are going to get you the best baits you never heard of. We're going to get you quality baits. We're going to get you, you know, great vendors and, you know, we're going to be good to you as well. And we want you to know that when we're not on here talking or on Instagram talking or Facebook, wherever, if we're not on here talking, you need to know that we're like always, always working behind the scenes, trying to fix problems, trying to do better, trying to make things better, trying to find the best companies, trying to, you know, get new baits and new ideas for our boxes. Like you have, I I want you to have that trust in us that you know that no matter what time of day it is, Josh or I, or both of us, are over here scratching our head trying to figure out what we can do to make things better for you because we care <laughs> a lot. Uh, we, probably, we probably care a lot more than maybe we even should. It's probably not a healthy level. Probably, I was going to say it's probably not the best. It's probably not a healthy level. That's what we do. Care, but you know what you I'd know, rather do? As I, I, would, I would rather give way too much of a shit about this than some job. You know, I, I'd, I'd rather plant those seeds and, and take that time to make the company that you and I own together better than go to some nine to five and be like, yeah, I worked two hours of overtime. No, sir. When five o'clock comes around, shoot, I'm not even taking a lunch, bro. I'm out at four. OK, I yeah. I don't want to be here because because I'm trying to build something, you know, and it's bigger than any nine to five job I could get. Absolutely. What a, ooh, yeah, we got to talk, man. Let's get into, let's we get got into some segments. segments. Yeah, we got some serious segments. So the Dink City tournament ended two days ago at nine o'clock and it was a tight one. I mean, dude, two weeks ago, Dave Irk was far and beyond in the lead. He had caught like, I think it was 160 or 100, 180. He had caught 180 dinks and metal Jones comes out of nowhere, comes out of nowhere, wraps it up with what was it? 280 was it 280 to 264. You're the one that was judging it. You tell me. I know. I know. I, I DM'd it to you also. Uh Oh, the attorney director is unprepared. Well, it's gone now. It's, it's not in the, it's uh it's archived so i have to do a lot more work to find that information now than i did when i could just log in and it'd show me everything anyways Uh, how close was it it was like it was by like less than 20 dinks and honestly man i want you guys to know like i think it made metal jones a better fisherman because he went out today and he's sending us pictures he went out it's like 93 degrees (laughs) he went out today and slayed a bunch of biggins dude i mean you know, I don't know what that has to say about Dave Irk, but hey, you know, whatever, Dave. To go out there in the middle of the day when it's like 92 degrees out and catch three or four or five pounders, man, I got to think that, that that made him a little bit better. I I think it will, man, because here's the thing. Like, one thing I've learned is a lot of people love to talk about big baits catching big fish, and that's that's fine. That's not untrue, but – small baits dude like when you're targeting i i went out i went out and and tried to strut my stuff with the fellas you know hey i'm gonna take out my measuring board i'm gonna do the dink city stuff and i took this jaw tech stud bug cut it down to like a one and a half inch segment put it on a one sixteenth ounce jig head and i caught like four fish over three pounds (laughs) and i'm like why is this of all the days dude why is this happening i just i really just want to catch a fish under 10 inches um, but you know, congratulations to metal Jones. Here's to you. And th- honestly, thank you to everybody who joined. I, I just, you know, I was surprised to see how many people joined. I really happy about it. 
and we're going to have more tournaments coming up and they're not just going to be about small fish. Dude, wasn't that like a, wasn't there like four or 500 total dinks caught in that tournament between like 34 anglers? I think it was, Dude, that was, um, it was like, it's like, it's a lot more than that. It's a, a lot, lot more, more than that. It's, it's a lot more than that. Well, um, thank you guys for showing up. Yeah, it, I, uh, I'm going to actually just log in real quick. So if you hear some clicking, that's just me. I um, I was actually very surprised to see how many people uh, just, dude, it's, it's insane. Metal Jones, actually, uh, since he is the, you know, the mayor of Dink City now. Yeah. He won $250. And somebody told me that he has to make all of the business decisions for Dark Horse Tackle for the rest of the summer. So. It was, that is true. It was 280 to 264 but there was 914 dinks caught. That's crazy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. That's crazy. We, Those I dinks mean, are filling it around the world, buddy. They that, are. Yeah. They're like, thank yeah. God that tournament's over. And I, I think Dave I think Dave did have smallest bass. I think he did. Um, I think he submitted one that was like three inches. And, you know, I saw the picture. I was like, that looks familiar. But, you know. Not a bass. Anywho, yeah, we we do have some segments, man. We and, got a Florida man segment. Well, you know, we have got you a fishing had any fishing snacks, snacks recently? No, but I was looking at a fishing. I mean, it wasn't really a fishing snack, but it was a. Uh, <laughs> Colton was telling me that he really wanted to try this new cereal, and I was already on Amazon, so I was like, "Huh, I don't know where you get that cereal at," so I'm going to type it up on Amazon typed it up on amazon and i'm like oh dude it's like 12 dollars a box what yeah yeah it's called magic spoon and oh yeah yeah allegedly allegedly i don't know there's one ingredient in there that i looked it up and it was like causes all of these side effects and i'm like okay so i guess that maybe it's really still not that great for you i there's a lot of things in cereal that there was always this uh, debate, you know, is the box healthier than the cereal itself? Which, obviously, I mean, cardboard is not going to be as healthy as something that's had vitamins sprayed on it. But I see where they're coming from. There's just, there's a lot of sugar in there. Well, so Magic Spoon Cereal has no sugar. Okay. I'm going to read you. I'm going to read you the nutritional facts here because I was looking at it and I'm like, that sounds pretty good. But then there's this one ingredient that I'm like, I don't know what that is. So I Googled it and it's like, oh, yeah, yeah it could cause all of these side effects. And I'm like, well, I don't want to feel that way. Uh, no, thanks. And it's also like $12 a box. Um, I'm just trying to find. You find that ingredient, I'll tell you my snack of the week. So. Went to Jersey Mike's the other day. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Big Jersey me. Mike's guy over here. Big Jersey Mike's fan. Um, And I had those kettle chips, the jalapeno cheddar ones. Yep. And my God, those are so good. I don't know who makes them, but I'm sure they all taste the same. Just kettle cooked jalapeno cheddar. Oh, yeah. Did you find that ingredient? I did. Okay, so here it is. So... Here are the ingredients in the cereal. Milk protein blend, sweetener blend, oil blend, tapioca starch, chicory root, natural flavors, vegetable juice, blueberry powder, and salt. But if you click on where it says sweetener blend, it's got this stuff in there. So first, it's got monk fruit. Not bad. It's a fruit. It, it is a pretty sweet fruit. Um, that's why they put it in a lot of things to try and sweeten it up. So then they have stevia, which again, it's a it's a plant derived uh, yep. sweetener. So it's not a bad thing for you at all. Uh, actually, I use stevia a lot. Between stevia and agave, uh, those are the two sweeteners I use for almost everything. Um, and then it's got this ingredient. So it's got this stuff in it that's called allulose. And I had this, you know, this whole paragraph brought up, and it was telling me what it was. But essentially, it's allegedly a natural sweetener that is found in like figs. Um, it's found in figs and things like that, but I Googled it to figure out what it was. And it told me that it causes abdominal pain and like all of these like cramps 
and all kinds of really weird sweating and bloating and all. And I'm like, I should bloating if I'm eating cereal that doesn't have grains in it. Like, uh, I'm good. Yeah, I. You can keep that magic spoon. Also, it's like twelve dollars a box, and who wants to pay twelve dollars a box to eat something that is a fake cereal um, that well, I, is going to give you abdominal pain? I don't think magic spoons for kids. I think it's like for people with like bowel problems. It's got like protein in it. It's a high protein cereal. Yeah, I mean, do kids need as much protein as adults do, though? I don't know. I was eating a protein bar the other day, and Colton's like, can I have a bite of that? And I'm like, dude, it, it, you better – I'll give you a bite. But if you eat too much of this, it will bind you up in a hurry. Yeah. you won't drink enough water, young man. Well, like, when I was younger, you know, protein shakes used to be called Slim Fast. It was just a high-protein meal substitute. That's what those protein shakes are anyway. My right. mom would never let me have it. Like, she would be like, no, this is – for adults and i'm like but it's chocolate milk so stop being rude and give me some chocolate milk <laughs> i don't care if there's 40 grams of protein in it right give me some chalky milk um yeah we got florida man though you got uh, a florida man i do have a florida man as long as my phone doesn't go poopy on me well you got to memorize that stuff your phone's gonna go Dude, poopy on you how am i gonna memorize that read it you ever done that all right, you ready? I am. We good? For now. All right. March 31st to March 31st 2020. Let her rip. Florida mother shot burglar. Florida mother shot burglar who entered home because dinosaurs were chasing him. Ah. Sounds like a uh, <laughs> Sounds like a good old-fashioned drug-related incident, buddy. So here we go. A Florida man was shot by a mother of three after deputies say he broke into the Deltona, Florida home early Tuesday morning, Mar March 31st, because he thought that dinosaurs were chasing him. Officials with the Valesia P County Sheriff's Office said that this happened at a home on the 2600 block of Libby Court. According to deputies, Joseph Roberts, 32, tried to break into the home around 5.45 a.m., by shattering a front window. The woman inside, a 42-year-old mother with several teenagers in the house, one, saying, I don't want to shoot him, but I'm going to have to. Get out of my window. Get out of my window. <laughs> Sheriff Mike Chitwood nice. said during a press conference that the mother gave White several verbal warnings to leave. When he didn't, she opened fire. When deputies arrived, the sheriff told the sheriff said they found Roberts in the house and he had quite an interesting story. He told us that dinosaurs were chasing him and he thought he got some bad weed, said Chitwood. White was airlifted to Central Florida Regional Hospital in Sanford with injuries not believed to be life-threatening after he was shot in the forearm. Oh. He's lucky she was a bad shot, said Chitwood. Chitwood also said that they were seeking an enhanced penalty for committing a burglary during a national emergency. I guess the only explanation is watch where you're buying your weed at during this time, said Chitwood. So, Mr. <laughs> Chitwood, I have a question for you. <laughs> I got what more questions for you, weed? Mr. White. <laughs> what you, you got? You tell me. We got the old White and Chitwood <laughs> you, uh... feud going at it down in the Florida... I, I know I don't know anything about uh, bad weed to be honest with you. Never really no you don't never know. gotten into it. Um, never gotten into some bad stuff. You know, worst case scenario, worst case scenario, I just fall asleep. There you, you know, go. I'm not gonna go running around eat, eat yeah. too many cookies. So I got a Florida man who was accused of killing a dancing flamingo. Is oh, hit boy. by a truck and killed before his trial. The man accused of killing Pinky, a well-known beloved flamingo at Bush Gardens, was hit by a truck and died before his trial on charges related to the bird's death. Joseph something was hit by a truck in Orlando. A crash report said he was walking across State Road 50 shortly. What's going on before 6 a.m.? Shortly before 6 a.m. when a Ford F-150 struck him. 
He was two months away from an animal cruelty trial um, where he allegedly grabbed the Chilean flamingo from its pen and slammed it on the ground, forcing the zoo staff to euthanize the flamingo because of the severity of its injuries. That's a very, you know, and then there's like a bunch of interviews where people are like, that flamingo really loved dancing for everybody, which I just think is kind of funny because, I mean, I... I, I don't know if there's that much sentience in a bird to be like, oh, the people are coming. I better start moving. Um, well, what kind of an asshole do you have to be to but kill yeah. Pinky? To kill Pinky, the dancing flamingo. Like, I just, come on, man. You know, I've never gone to the zoo. Like, we have one of the best zoos um, here in Columbus, like, nationwide, worldwide, probably. And, like, I've never gone there and been like, I'm gonna kill one of these sons of bitches. Not even a flamingo. Like I'm going after. I'm going after the prairie dogs, dude. We're in the <laughs> the hey, penguins. Keep... You know what? It's over for the penguins. It's on. It's go time. We hate Pittsburgh, anyways. We're not a Pittsburgh uh, fanatic podcast. Yeah, we're not Pittsburgh fans. Just uh, Metal Jones fans. But I got a. I got one more thing before we go. And uh, well, I was. Um, it's a little bit of a fishing tip. So. You know, if you came here to not listen to fishing stuff, then you can just turn it off right now. But I um, was talking to somebody about like balsa crankbaits and, you know, what people love to say in the uh, they love saying, I, I love throwing them in the winter. Uh, I love throwing them in the early spring. Why not year round? Because here's why. OK, I I throw balsa year round. Um, I don't have very many balsa baits, but I have a few where. The water gets a certain way. I, it sh I shouldn't even say the water gets a certain way. It's just certain depths. It's certain presentations. Um, the tight wiggle, the erratic action, they bounce off rocks real well. You should be throwing balsa year-round. If you have balsa, square bills, deep diving crankbaits, whatever, throw it. Because balsa is very unique in the sense that it floats very fast. And plastic baits, your ABS plastic baits, they are not... They do float. Yes, they float. That's great. But they don't... They, they don't float the same way as balsa does, and they float differently based on the temperature of the water. So let's say I'm throwing a black label balsa 300 proof. That bait goes down to like 12 foot deep. If I'm in eight foot of water and I get hung up, I just stop reeling. I just stop reeling and it's going to come back up. You know, if it doesn't, you just give it a couple flicks of the rod tip. It'll pop back up. But that balsa is very unique in the sense that it's incredibly buoyant but it still maintains a great action. So, you know, for those of you who do own balsa baits and you're like, oh, I only throw these on, you know, when the sun comes up at a 45 degree angle and the high temperature of the day is 48 degrees, throw it. I, I implore you to throw it year round because, I mean, I literally caught a five and a half pounder on one of the green fish baits we had in our people's chant box like two weeks ago and it was like 86 degrees outside. So I don't think the fish care. Well, for me, like it's the same thing with like jerk baits. People say yeah. don't throw jerk baits if it's not cold outside, dude. I'm telling you what, I'll throw a jerk bait every single day of the year. My the cadence that I use the jerk bait, you know, I might slow That's it down change. drastically sure. in the winter time, where I might really make it run rapid during the summer. Like I might just twitch, 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 and no pause at all. Um, but it'll get bit. Promise you. You know what I think? <clears throat> I think that. In the winter time, like in this, I, I noticed that the fish, I have a really hard time fishing in the summer. Um, I'm a lot better at fishing in the winter time. And that's because I think in the winter, the fish want to eat, but it's just cold. And I think in the summer, the bass don't want to eat because it's so hot. Um, we could get Shannon Gorman back on here, but I, I definitely think that like there were some times this winter in this early spring where it was snowing and I'm, I'm throwing a spinner bait on top of the water. I'm using it as a wake bait. And that's because those fish were shallow and they wanted to eat. And it's you know not why? because, because what's the sun was out and the no, sun was shining on wasn't. the water. Well, yeah. it was, it was, but there were some days buddy where it wasn't, and it was still a pretty good day. And, you know, I, I just think that, it just comes down to the fish wanting to eat. And that's when you change your cadence. You change your cadence when you want to get the fish to eat. If you know that fish are there, let's say you're using a $70,000 live scope unit and 
you know, you've got your underwater binoculars and you see them there and you throw that jerk bait, right? And you're just twitch, 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 and they don't react to it. And then you go twitch, 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 pause, twitch, 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 pause. And they start reacting to it. You changed your cadence because you had to get them to eat. But sometimes the fish are just on, man. Sometimes they're just on and they ain't going to stop. You know, all it takes is a school of bait fish or something to do the wrong thing. And those fish just turn into animals. Right. Before we go, I wanted to give a giant shout out to Bailey Igret. Oh. Uh, dude, you're, you are officially a kayak badass. Um, nice. We didn't want to talk fishing because this is not a fishing podcast. But I was watching this guy on social media, uh, former guest of the Knee Deep podcast presented by Dark Horse Tackle. Yeah. And he, uh, he left his house at like 11 o'clock or 11.30 at night. And he landed where he was fishing, which I believe it was in Canada, I thought. Lake Oneida uh, in okay. uh, New York. Okay, cool. Close to Canada. Um, so he got there at like 3 a.m. or whatever, and then he had to drive to the boat ramp, and he got to the boat ramp right as it started, which was at like 5.30 in the morning. <laughs> and cool. uh, so he had no sleep, no sleep at all, uh, no rest for the wicked. And, dude, he ended up winning that tournament. I'm telling like, you, man. You get locked in easier. Uh, he had, dude, he had all the time. Like, I'm telling you, there's something to that, man. There's something to that. He had all that time. He was probably frustrated because of his scenario. And that just made him hungrier. Like, all those guys got really nice nights of sleep, you know, and they went to bed a little anxious or this or that. The whole time, he's like, I got to get to this tournament. That the only thing that matters is me getting to this tournament and fishing this tournament, and he kept that mindset. And I'm telling you, that's what that's what had him win. Yeah, those other guys are waking up at you know 4:30 in the morning, having themselves a nice pancake breakfast. Meanwhile, Bailey's over there, you know, cramming Slim Jims in his mouth, racing to the boat ramp, empty stomach. These other guys are waking out of bed, seven know, banks ten, deep, ten hours of sleep, pancakes in their stomach, you know. The hungrier guy wins. That's so, right. Good job, Bailey. Don't eat. I'm proud of you. Next tournament, don't eat. That's it. But what if he's a uh, what if he's like a superstitious guy and he just like that's what he does the rest of his tournaments? He's like, well, the last time I didn't sleep, had a really terrible time. I won a tournament, so I'm gonna give myself a very terrible time to see if I can win another. I'm gonna tournament. stay up all night. That's it. Super gluing my eyes open. That's all I got for you guys this week. It was nice to be back. We've missed Good you guys. To be back. We know a lot of you missed us. We appreciate you reaching out to make sure everything's okay. That's uh, nice. Everything yeah. was okay. I got a beautiful puppy uh, that I've been trying to get for 10 years now. Absolutely love the shit out of this dog. Cutest dog, sweetest dog I've ever had. Uh, so I've been wrapped up in him. Also been wrapped up in just you know the negativity of the outside world. Um, Life it, itself. It just, it tends to uh, weigh on us all from time to time, and it's best that we all take mental health breaks when we need them. So yes, we love you guys. It was good to be back. We'll be back on Friday. And uh, I think we were going to have a very special guest on Friday. So yes. Big guy. Big guy. Huge guy. Love you all guys. Right. We'll see you, Jason. Happy we'll Monday. You, Happy freaking Monday. Monday.